Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod, the podcast where each week we pick something to ramble on about. Current events, personal growth, the police, suntan, I'm Ashton McAllister and I'm Matthew Alley and this is episode 104. 104 baby. That would be then the amount of Dalmatians needed to get that coat plus a hood and maybe some like scarf or like, glove accessories as well. Yeah, I think you'd be able to get, I don't know how big a puppy, a Dalmatian puppy would be, but I think you'd be able to get gloves, a hood and shoes, covered shoes for sure. I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about, well, I'm not sure. I do know. I can't pull it off. Like matchy, matchy, matchy. Yeah. 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 But I think it's like a look I- though. I remember, um, I, I never always pronounce his name wrong. Idris, Idris, oh. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. His a name. It's a horrible, hard, hard name. There's too many vowels. Idris Elba. Yeah. Well, his wife or fiance or girlfriend, not to put a label on her, wore head to toe Gucci at Meghan and Harry's wedding, and she got slammed for it. Did it say? Did it have the symbol Gucci? Whatever it would. It was the stripes, like okay. everywhere was just those stripes, stripe, stripe, stripe here, stripe there, stripe, stripe head to toe, shoe, bag, coat. Exactly trousers. the same. Yeah. I think it can be a good thing. You just need to pull it off well. Like I'm a big fan of denim on denim. I think a denim jacket and denim jeans would be great. I honestly do. I don't know if I can pull it off, but I'm, I, I think some people can put it off really well. But I double think, denim, double denim, yeah, yeah. But I think like they can't be the exact same, same. No, if you had like a light denim jean, a light denim jacket with a white t-shirt, yeah, I do think so. Well, well, I mean, I guess fashion, like a lot of other things, is down to individual taste and expression, which is fine. Fashion is one of the things that I just wish I was good at. Like clothes, I'm just, I just, I probably said it loads on the podcast. Listen, I just buy the you, worst clothes, and I know it, and I can't help it. You don't, you, you do not give yourself enough credit. I love the way that your t-shirt matches that wall. I hate those people who just look good in anything. You know, like they're li- literally just they can make any clothes look good. Well, a lot of it's confidence, obviously, um, but also I actually don't think that people just look good in anything. I think they do put time into it because I always think John Gordon, who you've mentioned before, dresses really well. Except I met him the other day and he did not dress well, but he's, you know, in lockdown life. And he's like, you know, I really take time in how I want to look and stuff. And I think some people like that. Maybe I just don't take it. I'm too impulsive. Yeah, maybe. I just buy things that I like and hope that they match other stuff that I own. You don't buy anything that's particularly out there, though. Or daring, you'd say. I, I, I play it safe. How's your week been, Ashley? My week has been peachy. It's been a bit of a random day today in London with regards to the weather. So I don't know whether it's winter, summer, spring or autumn. But we just had, had a lovely weekend and we were celebrating a friend's birthday in the park in our little group of six. But it was sort of like many little groups of six. I was drinking white wine spritzers. Now, what do you call a white wine? Do you have it with soda water? Or lemonade. seltzer lemonade. It's too sweet. It's too sweet. 
listen, the last time I drank white wine before that, I was nearly sick from heartburn. Um, I got a little bit of a colour. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> um, you do look a little bit darker, but it's difficult with your red stuff. Maybe it's a bit matchy-matchy. Clashy-clashy. Mm. <laughs> um, we were at... We were at Victoria Park and it was it was busy. I would say it was definitely, definitely busy. But it didn't seem to me overcrowded because there was a lot of space everywhere. That being said, the queue for the toilets was huge. And we we were part of the group that commandeered the back of some old abandoned hut as the toilet. Oh, 100%. Then, I'm not landing off in a toilet. But there's a man there and he had a little high-vis jacket. And it wasn't... We were going up to use the facilities at the time. And we seen him blow a whistle and shout at people. For peeing against the wall. For peeing, yeah. That's completely fair. Fair, but then he sort of he sort of did it there and then he then decided to walk off and we thought, well he's away now we'll go. And I thought it was very brave. I mean I never I say brave. I don't think I've ever seen a woman do it, but women were out there just squatting and peeing at the same time and I was like, well do you know what? You go. They have to. They have to do that because it's, it is a shame that, you know, we can kind of just pee everywhere quite discreetly and quickly. Mm. Um, and I keep telling my mum to go for a walk, but she's like, I can't because I can't pee anywhere at the moment. And I was like, that's fair. You know, if most places are closed, you don't know if they're closed or not. Or if, you know, if walking to somewhere far away. Mm. We were really bad once in, in my early 20s when we were at V Festival. This girl wanted to go for a wee, so we all said we'll make a wall around her so that she could pee because there's, you know, you're in the middle of like a field kind of thing. So we all yeah. made a wall. And then someone was like, three, two, run! <gasps> and everyone just ran. And oh, no! <laughs> and then she was just got it awful. Really bad. Really, really bad. It was obviously oh. a bunch of boys. No girls did Oh, that. I can imagine. It would also, I always see like boyfriends holding coats up to cover up the girlfriends as they piss, which yeah. is cute. I would do that now. I wouldn't I wouldn't run away now. That's really bad. That's that's awful. How was your weekend? My weekend was really nice. Um, I went um, to Hove and went to the beach in the water. So it was very cold. We had wetsuits on and that was lovely. It's really good for my ankles though. I feel like my feet and ankles start to hurt a lot because we've gone back to rugby training, which is nice. Mm. Um, but then my old fat body isn't used to it. So that was really, really tough. But I watched something this week. Do you know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is? That name sounds familiar. I remember this story, but I never watched it because a new show came out about a year, I think it was last year, in America on Hulu. And then is now on Amazon Prime and it's called The At. And it's about this woman who has a child and then pretends like she's sick and even makes the child believe that she's sick. <sighs> yep, 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 yep. Oh my God. I've watched that over the weekend. I haven't binged anything um, much recently, but watched seven episodes on Sunday and then watched one episode t- today, which is Monday. Is What's today? Tuesday. No, seven episodes yesterday, so Monday and then one today. And it is crazy. Mm. crazy and now i'm just going to go on like after we've done this i'm probably going to go on a four-hour bender on youtube just trying to find out what happened because it's based on real events and there's a whole bunch of documentaries but essentially yeah because th- these people are around like this only happened up until 2015 did you we watched some of the episodes of that politician that ryan murphy show and do you remember what's that do you remember the politician I've, yes I, we watched it at your house and it's based on her, it seems like, a little bit, I guess. No, yeah, no. Well, I don't think we ever finished it because it actually was really bad. But the young girl in that isn't sick. Mm. So, But her her grandmother, I think her grandmother makes her believe it is so that she gets all the perks of, like, jumping cues. And... It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. But this apparently happened in real life in Louisiana and Missouri. Or as they say, Missouri. 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 
But the other thing I'm looking forward to watching is The Flight Attendant. Never heard of it. Mm. Well, what happens in what I gather is Flight Attendant on the plane meets a hot guy, goes back to his flat, they have the boom boom, she wakes up the next day, and he is dead and she's covered in blood, but she doesn't remember what happened. It's also in a foreign country... And rather than report it, she erases all her evidence of being there and gets back on the plane and goes home. And that's all I know what happens. Imagine if that was seven out of the eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's episode one. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine. You just revealed it all. Like, oh, that's the, the whole season. Um... <laughs> I don't. I never get. I guess it's TV shows, but I never get why they don't. Why they do that? Be like, oh, see, what would you do? Like, if you found that situation, or like, I don't know, like you were accidentally presence of someone that died, which is even I, that's never happened to me. I'll be honest. In 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 an accident form, or any otherwise, I think I would just self-report whatever situation and just be like, this is what's happened, and hope for the best. Hope, yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I'd do the same. Um, I think what people, a lot of the, the criticism the show gets is that she makes very bad judgments. And as a viewer, you get angry at her at the very poor judgments she makes. I would be the same. I'd report it and be like, I hope. like, Because if you didn't and you were away, you don't know. Like, I watch, I watch Line of Duty, so I know how the police do stuff. They will target the area, get my get my cell phone, know I was there. And they'd be like, well, why did you leave? And I'd be like, I didn't realize he was dead. <laughs> exactly. Nothing else for me, though. Week was... Oh, I started work today. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, that's quite a big deal. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but I was... I'm sitting here. I'm... I totally forgot. You're already over it. You're like, God, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Day one. So I, I've i slowly been adjusting my sleep pattern to wake up at a decent time. It was good. I'm fucking tired, though. I'll tell you that. I'm tired. I've done nothing but phone calls and read documents all day. And I'm like, oh, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> Should we talk about some things? So last week, um, I wanted to, we didn't get an opportunity to talk about this last week, but I wanted to just talk about Little Nas X, who is someone, I'm, I'm more nervous about speaking about this than any other topic you've spoken about when being ill-informed because of my age. Someone called me a boomer the other day and was like, I know boomers don't like this. And I was like, you little bitch. Who called you a boomer? One of our listeners. He was like, I know boomers don't like voice notes. And I was like, one, I love voice notes. You do Two, love voice notes. I'm not a beamer. I do love a voice note. I was saying this every day. Voice notes are really important. And so I think in particular for someone like me, where everything is tone, right? Mm. Everything is tone and inflection. Because I might say the words that might be mean, but aren't actually supposed to sound mean. Mm. So it's really important that I send a voice note because so many times people have blocked me on the sex apps or whatever because they think I'm being really catty. And I'm like, no, I'm joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten in trouble Aww. with my family so it's really important anyway Lil Nas X he came out with a video have you actually seen the music video and the song I did yeah I did yeah and it's called I forgot now but it's Romero which is his name Romero call me by your name call me by your name I was thinking about his first name yeah and that's his first name and it's quite a short video which I appreciate and you think about I was thinking about this recently like music videos why are these you think they're one of the things that should die off right who watches music videos now they were massive when we were growing up but yeah. they really don't serve much of a purpose now no they really don't but little nas x had made he did that song old town roads which is a good song 
and he won mm. two Grammys for that. He's only like 21 years old or something. People have probably seen it now, but his video where he's just grinding on the devil is amazing. And I fucking, I'm obsessed with the whole thing about where he did that. Then people just lost their shit and he's just like, come for me. Come, what are you going to do? I think he's a positive representation of unapologetically gay. Yeah, I um, I agree. I was sorry, I, before I was just going to say, I never watched, you said about how we grew up watching music videos. I did not. I didn't have Sky, so I wasn't having MTV or any of that shit. Uh, it was a big thing um, in my school. It was huge. No, I didn't care. I remember I, I remember the biggest video that was at the time I remember watching was Oops, I Did It Again because Britney, Spor- Britney, Spores. <laughs> Britney Spears wore that leather outfit and all the boys were going crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. The the video I thought the video was brilliant. Like just the way it plays on like Adam and Eve, the religious hints. Mm. Um and it, to me, coming from coming from somebody who doesn't hate religion, but coming from a place where if we have to give and I'm this is gonna sound so bad and I'll obviously word it the worst way possible. If people are wanting religious freedoms, it comes in every scenario. So people were complaining that this is a this video promotes devil worshipping whatever if that is the case that would then also be a form of religion and Mm -hmm. his his freedom to express that is his is his right it was so sexual it was so charged i mean i will say this in my head when i heard about it before i'd seen it i thought i thought the devil would be more handsome he played every character didn't he oh did he yeah so he's every character oh i didn't realize that Apart from he's one, got... I think maybe the devil, but I think he is the devil. I think because because of, oh. of the Rona and stuff, he played all of the characters. I believe. I mean, he looks brilliant everywhere else. Just I don't know. Something about the video was just like to tell you what it was. He was wearing those little leather straps. The devil had like, that mesh thing over him, and those was all just saggy and hanging off. And I thought that it just doesn't look nice. I didn't really focus on that. I just couldn't stop looking at little Nas X. I was like, yes, yes, do it. And then someone posted, and it's obviously everything always comes online. And you see that it's like in South Park, the movie, the devil oh. and Saddam Hussein are in a relationship. And they're yeah. like, you didn't have a problem with it before. And now you've got a problem with it, which to be fair, I'm sure parents did have a problem with that back then as well. <laughs> and probably well I think back then, backlash. South Park was just massively, every, every a massive issue yeah. for everyone then. But then what was mad? So then Lil Nas X came out with the chainers, which I told you about as well, the shoes. Um, these Nike shoes that Nike have no affiliation with, which is fair. And they say they did not have any part of this um, collaboration. But mm-hmm. in the sole of the shoe, there is supposed to be a little drop of blood. Now, I haven't looked in the past couple of days. I feel like I heard someone say that that wasn't true. But I mm. don't know. At the point, there was supposed to be a drop of blood from someone who basically worked on the collaboration um, in each pair of trainers. And there's 666 pairs that went on sale representing the devil's number. Mm-hmm. They sold out in less than a minute, and they mm. cost one thousand and eighteen dollars each. It's a lot of money. Who's buying these though? Not me, that's for sure. I crossed the line at Devil Shoes. Really? Cross the line. That's too much. The price or the fact that they're Devil Shoes. Devil Shoes. I'm not messing with the devil. Not today, Devil. Someone else said this before. They were like, "Look, I'm not against it. I just ain't fucking with the devil." But I don't have any belief in that. Are you actually like, no, I'm not messing with that shit? Well, do, 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 why take the risk? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to walk around with a, a pentagram on my shoe and an upside down cross, 
that's just calling for bad juju. That's gonna like a piano. <laughs> a piano is gonna fall on my head. I'm gonna fall off some cliff. I don't know. It's just. It's not. For, it's not for me. No. On no. the night. Oh, are you really? <laughs> I'm so down. Yeah, because I just don't have any belief or faith in sort of those sort of figures. So, like, there's nothing about this that I don't think is just absolutely spectacularly beautiful. Do you have any superstitions at all? No, not one. Not really. No superstitions. Yeah. No, everything's a coincidence or, you know, like opportunity or chance in some ways. But it's not like, oh, if I do this, I do have like, so I do believe in like energies. Okay, that's different. Yeah. But no, no. Do you have any superstitions? I mean, again, it's one of those things I don't want to take risks. I'm not going to break a mirror to get seven years of bad luck. Oh, stuff it. What? Do you do the thing where you don't like step on cracks and shit or? I, I, no, no, that to me, because. No, that doesn't bother me too much because that gets really hard and it can be a bit OCD. But no, no, I don't like. I don't like black cats. Um, I believe. I believe in things like. I believe. I believe in things like luck because I like to think that somewhere out there in the universe, things are just randomized, and some people, some days you have a lucky day. And I also look at little things like coincidences and stuff. Where, for example, if I, I don't know, it happens all the time. Little things like, let's say I was running to the shop and I went to buy something and it cost. 89p and i only had 79p in my pen in my pocket and in change but i remember leaving the 10p somewhere and i'm like damn it if i only brought that 10p with me i'd have the right amount little things like that happen all the time that's neither luck nor superstition what is those little simple it is this luck or in that case unlucky isn't it unlucky Mm. that i didn't i didn't have yeah well i mean you have to take the good of the bad isn't it yeah no i think like fortune is different like and i guess like is that word but things can be unfortunate i just don't think luck Luck is a thing, but that's about just circumstance and opportunity, really, like what's happening in that time. Um, you know, a lot of people think about when they get... I read I read something that luck is basically just opportunity plus skill. Well, no, because people say if you win the lottery, you're lucky. Oh, lucky you if you win the lottery. There's no skill involved in buying a ticket. It's you bought... It's you're the that right one person who got that well, right one. Preparation person. then, sorry. Opportunity plus preparation. So you prepare to win the lottery, the opportunity comes up and then you get the luck. If you don't do the lottery, you're not going to do it. If you don't prepare by doing the lottery regularly, then you don't, you're not going to win. Either way, I'm not buying devil shoes. I don't like red and black shoes, despite having a pair downstairs and never wearing them. Um, so that's important. But no, I have no problem with that at all. I'm not paying ten. Th- I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a pair of trainers unless I'm a millionaire. Mm. I just want to say, watch out, watch out for that video. And now, um, I should have checked it before this, but like last week when he was responding to everyone on Twitter, and he just took his time. There's something to be said for someone who goes out of their way to make sure that they respond on social media to these mm. things. And he's not mm. drawing away from it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it isn't taking a toll on him mentally because he's engaging in it, but seems to be, you know, owning it. Mm. And just, yeah. just living his life. And I'm like, oh my God, just keep on doing it. I'm a full fan now and will continue to be so while he just expresses himself the way he wants to and throws it in. The, the fact that he's just throwing it in people's face. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Perfect. I like it. I like it and I like him. And I I, I don't really know much of his music. Um, I like that no. song though. Um, but I, I'll check some of his more, some more of his music out. Um, interestingly, Nike sued the company that made the shoes and Nike won. So... Um, they put a lawsuit in and they won because um, Nike has made it very clear that they have nothing to do with those shoes. I didn't know that. Oh, fair mm. enough. Yeah, they won fair the enough. Lawsuit. Well yeah. done. I wish I had that bravery. I wish loads of people did. And I wish all the best for Lil Nas X for sure. Yay.
yeah. these kids. The other thing I want to mention, actually, and I said the police in the beginning, is I kind of had like a realisation. I don't know if it's a realisation, but it is really important to be quite intentional or... I felt a bit bad. I, I, I shared a story a couple of weeks ago about the police and some of the riots because there's more riots that are happening. They were in Bristol at the time. There's tons in Northern Ireland right now, even as of yesterday, more mm-hmm. rioting. But it's severe there, no? Yeah. So for people who are long-time listeners of the podcast, Matt does not know much about the Troubles. I only like one of their songs. <laughs> their combo with the Sinn Féin group. Oh, God. Um, that... that feature with Sinn Féin in mm. yeah great the song. beat the how does beat it go is... again how does it <laughs> it's that remix it's that yeah. remix that happens yeah, anyway, I'm yeah that's the sound that's the sound of the bullets going off and then the <laughs> is the sound of the yeah that's when it all drops um so you yeah you sh- you shared you shared me the article um and I had seen it and I, I just I'm not phased by it because it's what I grew up in. And one thing that we do well in Northern Ireland is riot and protest and violence against the police. But then you were you were so shocked by it all. And I'm like, I'm not that shocked by it. It used to be a weekly occurrence. Did you ever see it, though? I guess you would have been young. Like, your mum's not going to take you in there, innit? We, no, I remember the worst I remember seeing firsthand as in real life is... So, in my town, there's... One half of the road is very Catholic and the other half of the road is very Protestant. Protestant, And there would always just be around the 12th of July, like riots everywhere. And all I would, we were never, we, we were never allowed out and we'd never be allowed to go anywhere. And if we were like, the furthest we'd be allowed to go is next door. And we'd always go as a family, like my mum and I would go in. But we were like the next day, just the glass everywhere and the burnt cars. And it was just, it was everywhere. Yeah. It's brutal. Like I'm surprised about it because it's never really happened as far as I'm aware in London and they're getting worse and worse here at the moment because of like the anti-bill stuff. There's just, it seems to be like thing after thing after thing, really. It's not one thing. It's the fact that there's just, um, and I've obviously expressed on the podcast, my dislike or distrust of the police and law enforcement in general. So I shared something online and then I know some police, you know, one of my closest friends is a policeman and they just took umbrage with what I'd shared and they felt like it portrayed one side of the story, which was police attacking people, but that that isn't the whole story. And we had these long conversations and I actually, in the end, I did feel really bad. I did feel like maybe it wasn't the most responsible use of social media from my part, because I do try to be in some ways, even though I can't, obviously can't get completely understanding of everything, like the police, I, you know, I haven't really changed my view on that completely just yet i think my responsibility to maybe the people around me in that respect might be a bit different i kind of regret sharing it actually even though it's response of two people that but i think people of like sound mind as it were or people that aren't super super reactionary and i think that maybe it wasn't the right thing to do because there's so many things out there do you know what i mean there's so many things out there that you could share and you could see and i'm sure mm. the police are behaving a bit incorrectly in many different ways so i was just a bit mindful of that and obviously we're talking you know a little bit about the race report that came out in the uk but policing comes in that as well. And I think that there are different levels to it, but I feel like I might have missed the mark on just sharing that, you know, whatever I shared, this one-sided story that maybe wasn't as fair, I guess. I think, I mean, first of all, massive kudos for coming on saying that. Like, um, If only a lot other people, professional or on 
as classes on professionals had the balls to sit in and admit they did something wrong I know I struggle with admitting I'm wrong a lot <laughs> um, so well done for getting on and doing that but I think with a lot of this stuff is there's always going to be two sides to any story at least two sides to any story it's very rare that you'll have one side that somebody else would have an op- opposing opinion on and chances are that especially in today's society where there's always a meme or there's always a a quote or there's always a blog or there's always something you can find a rational piece of medium that can support or deny your argument um so i know there's things that i've you know we you know for example we could look online and find an article that anti israel follow because of his views you could also look online and something like well he's just doing this this and this i wouldn't say something like if 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 it was your belief and you and you felt at the time that was the right thing for you to post you shouldn't I wouldn't say you shouldn't regret posting it because it either, first of all, it stands by what you say, or second of all, led to you learning a different perspective. So um, there's no, I don't think there's a bad outcome from that because at the same time, in today's world, you can't know everything. It's just impossible. And no matter, and in today's society, there's always going to be people who just argue against you for the sake of arguing. I'm not saying this is what you're, the person was doing, but it's it's become it's become second nature for anyone to say i have an opinion and somebody else says well your opinion is wrong because my opinion is right so. i definitely did learn from it in that because my view was always against the police as a organization it was never the individuals i think they're bad individuals but i don't really like pay too much about that but i've really learned a lot about the impact it's having on the frontline law enforcement and the struggles that they have to go through representing now that i think the challenging thing is is those that are at the front line kind of stand by what they believe because they join the police for a reason mostly mm-hmm. and feel like they're doing the world and their community good which is questionable sometimes mm-hmm. But they believe that they're doing good for everyone and so they're caught in the middle where they want to protect the community but also stand by their organization their bosses and what they see as the law so i did have a bit more of an insight into that idea and i think it just means that i need to be a bit more sensitive or a bit more particular about the message i share unless i have like a super super strong feeling against something or someone but one of my friends showed me a blog from this former police officer now it's quite important i think to note that this person is a former police officer because i couldn't imagine a current police officer saying the things that they did in their blog about the things that need to change it seems like the people that are working within the police do understand that it needs to change. Those mm-hmm. within the front line and those that are serving the communities. But then the struggles are always, as it were, the powers that be, isn't it? The most powerful people in the way just don't want to do anything about it or, you know, don't want to, can't, I don't know what the right word is, um, but just unable to make the change that they need to. There were some really good suggestions about things that change, but I asked some of my friends what they thought who were anti-police and they were like, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy that these things can happen. Which is mad, you know, because one of my police friends also said he just doesn't think, he thinks the ideas are good, but it'll never happen. But if you're on both sides and both sides think this can't happen and these changes just will never happen, you're a bit like, oh, if you don't, if you lack hope, what else is there? Yeah. But that's also, you know, just to say there's like, like you say, not all police officers are innocent. And unfortunately, when you're in a, a job that, needs more respect to be able to do a good job for doing like you know you need people to respect you doing people you need people to respect you in that job for you able for you for you to be able to carry it out successfully you can't have people there or 
you know, it, things need to be done to as best they can, or protocols need to be put in place, or training needs to be implemented that makes those people more empathetic to different scenarios and more reactive and proactive to different cultures and communities. Um, but when you have, like, for example, what last year was it? Uh, Mina Smallwood, I think her name is, and she, her daughter, two of her daughters were murdered. Two of the police officers took selfies with the mur murdered bodies and shared it on WhatsApp groups. It's like, how do how do how does that promote any sort of professional sort of professional body that people want to feel sorry for? Like, it just takes that one dickhead to do that, and mm. your whole your whole police force is fuck. It's got that tarnished to it. Unfortunately, that's the way the world works. What did you think about like um, the race report that did come out last week? And so in the UK, after the George Floyd thing happened in the US, Boris Johnson wanted to no what not wanted formed a group of people and they ran a commission to say whether this country is racist or not and there's been a lot of commentary on it and it includes the police yeah i mean it's a 258 page report and sadly i have not read it all but i think to, for me as a white guy i have i have questions about it and whether these questions fall on whatever side of the argument, I'm not too sure. But essentially, in this report, it was, um, I mean, going off the base of the report, the UK is a great place. It is a world leader when it comes to anti-racism. And other countries with majority white populations should look at us for inspiration on how we do stuff. So, I mean... I think we should just end it there and just take that away as what it was. We um, are the champions. We are the champions. To me, the, the to me, the more I read about this, the more I was like picking at different threads. I said, "Well, that's on." In my opinion, it's unanswered because I've not yet like had the opportunity to research it. For example, oh, what do you call the guy Tony Tony Sewell, who was the chair of the whole commission um, before? Well, it was announced he was going to be the chair i can't remember it was a it was a muslim group had said that well this is going to be on this is going to be unfair because he's already known for downplaying racism yeah and it was like right okay well that's not a good start <laughs> if somebody who's already got a reputation for this is leading the commission then it's not going to it's not going to in my opinion it's not going to play out but then they're a massive board um majority of which was people of colour. So the confusing part for me as as what I was leading to with the, the white thing at the start was I don't understand why a board and the answers I don't have is why a board of mainly people of colour would conclude something that as a white guy I can see is a pile of shit <laughs> that we're the best place, that inequalities are more what is it? The inequalities are more likely caused by geography, poverty, and culture. Um, and ethnic this is this is to me probably the worst thing. Ethnic minorities are haunted by historic racism that doesn't exist in modern Britain. Um, I'm confused how a panel of majority people of colour came to this conclusion. Are, and to me, are, I don't know. Are they too in my head, are they too far removed? Because they're quite smart people very high privileged jobs we've got professors of surgery 
leading economists, are they so far removed from what the majority of life is like that they were not in a place to make a better judgment call on this? Well, even that, that's the whole point, because one of the things they're saying is that they've done this all on evidence-based information. So they didn't then just get a group of 10 people, one white, nine BAME, which even one, that's one thing that comes up um, when they talk about the term BAME or POCs, and then two additional like contributors. But they don't just sit there and ask these group of people to decide on it. Apparently, these people gathered information and based mm. on that information, that doesn't exist, which is interesting that they say that I, I have no idea. Because none of us are in that room. Mm. So one of them was saying that he was really frustrated that people keep saying it was just an easy decision that a bunch of these people made when he was like, it was very heated and there was lots of talk and debate on the table that they had and they had arguments and then they came to this consensus. But it's quite conflicting in terms of the reports and that it's, you know, Britain is not institutionally racist. I I don't think the two things can't be true, that there have been many growths and changes within the culture and Britain as a whole in terms of racism attacking it. I don't believe that we can't recognize that without saying that there are still many issues that need to be dealt with. And it seems to be like, well, why don't you just look at what we did well, but let's not focus on things we haven't done yet. And I remember when I was thinking about my old workplace, everything was like, you just, Matt, you can't be so negative. You just need to be really positive. You know, we did Mm. these things. And I was like, okay, but what about the other major problems that we have going on? No, no, let's just focus on, you know, those overly positive people that just refuse to accept challenges. They're like, no, but, but, but you need to be positive. You need to be Mm. positive under all circumstances. I mean, I don't think anyone today would deny that people of colour have it better today than they did 100 years ago. You know, there's definitely been progression made, but there's not enough. There's still not. It's, you know, well done on making it better and making some steps, but it's it's not enough. It's insane to think that this very rushed commission report that came out. Um, you think it was rushed? It was two months late. I think they could have spent a bit more time on it. I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not saying it was rushed in the sense of that. I mean, if the deadline was two months ago, they still needed more time because I don't think their findings is accurate. <laughs> I think they need to look a bit harder. <laughs> I'm cynical enough to believe that they were given a directive that said prove that Britain is not institutionally racist, as opposed to something like what is racism like in this country or whatever. So it it just seems heavily led. Mm. It feels like this is very very directed and more political than it is actually informational. Yeah, for sure. Boris Johnson said, I need to prove this country's great um, and I'm a great prime minister. Here's money to do it. Prove mm. me right. Because I don't like the idea that they've gone like, well, actually, um, white poor people are now the most uneducated group of people or one of the most. Because that's not, I, I don't know. That, that's probably right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably very right, but it doesn't take into account now and 10 years ago and 20 years ago, I don't think completely. And that doesn't still address the inequalities. If white people are some of the least educated now, why are then they the majority of you know certain positions in employment in certain areas? Well, I, I guess that would be filtered in, in years to come. Because they're what the youth now as opposed to the youth 10, 15, 20 years ago. But it's not going to change. Isn't that, the... isn't, that, isn't that what they say about like the football? Because way back years ago, there was no black coaches in football. Um, but all the players were great, but then players become ex players become coaches, so the future would be mm. that a lot of there'll be a lot more people of colour coaching football as well as playing football. That makes sense. That makes sense. It makes me so I just what's really frustrating me actually is it just it makes it really hard to not feel 
like disenfranchised, I'd, I think it's the right word, when a report like this comes out from a bunch of people that are supposed to represent you. Because, I don't know, as a black person, I'm like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because the argument could be where you've got majority people of colour, which doesn't represent the people, right? If we're always talking about representation, we want to make sure we've got equal women, men, white people, black people, Asian people. But that this group of people that's supposed to represent us in a report that's supposed to represent the disparities that there are still come up with this because you're like why do these large organizations keep doing this why does the rfu say actually we are trying to protect you so we're just going to release something on transgender day of visibility that says basically you can't play on that day specifically last wednesday ridiculous the police will come out of a report that says this and i'm just like well, these large large the royal family says they're not racist i'm like you haven't even finished that like, you haven't even done it yet mm. every which way is just everyone trying to defend themselves i wish there was a way that you could truly look into something and be objective even though this is meant to be that way but society has made it not possible the backlash so is horrendous social media has made it not possible the fact that everyone's everyone and this is tough because i in my head it's like everyone does have the right to obviously have a social media account and express their opinion but everyone has the feeling that they're right that their word is the one that's right. And that's where mm. people are wrong. Um, and the the world and social media has, has made everything so black and white. It's either my way or no way. And that, and, and just because the speed that the world moves at these days is people want things done quickly because they want that press and they want that done. They, Boris Johnson wants something to be done during his term so that it looks good on him mm. versus giving something real time and people want it done quickly because people will be like, well, if they don't look into this now, they'll forget and then it won't matter. Um, and it's, it's just, well, the, it's the up. ban on conversion therapy is an example of that. That's been left just to simmer on its own and nothing's mm. been done with banning conversion therapy. So yeah, you know. it's been in the talk for what, two or three prime ministers now. Mm. A long time. Um, and it's barbaric and it's something that, still can happen mm. i'll be looking over this report over the next couple of i'd say weeks i'm not going to like delve into it loads because no i won't answer i'm quite slow <laughs> i'm quite slow i don't want to give like a critical analysis because i'm not capable of doing so but it is a tough read i will say that so um thank you everyone for listening to episode 104 so on monday we're going to have agony ash with our friend jordan it's going to be mm -hmm. here with us and we're going to cover our last topics before our final episode before our mid-season break next thursday and it's going to be episode 105 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 105 episodes down the drain no that's not the right expression I this actually... is why i shouldn't work <laughs> your brain can't work <laughs> my brain is just ready to crash yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we get on now so you can get some sleep, Ashley. I'm ready for your second busy day at work. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye.